Well, good evening, everyone. My name is Andre Anderson. I am both host and founder of BSTL. And of course, it's Monday, uh, 7 o'clock p.m. I hope you all are keeping well. And you ought to be excited because the time changeover has just happened for us over here. So we have sprung forward a little bit, uh, which means that the days will be a little bit longer, which also means that the um, weather is going to be getting warm uh, in a very short period of time. So anyways, I hope that you're well and I hope that you're keeping well. And of course, we have another topic uh, that I hope that we can uh, deal with today. And I've entitled this one, Just Sit There. Just Sit Right Where You Are There. So anyways, um, over the last couple of months, uh, with everything that's been happening, um, I have been reminded of something that I learned uh, at the undergraduate level by one of my favorite professors. Uh, he said something that was extremely uh, unique and important at that time. I didn't understand the magnitude of what he said, but I am beginning to understand it um, a little bit better now. So one of the things that he says to us as students, um, in this particular class, it was not a leadership class, but you know he was such a great leader. Uh, he said things in uh, this uh, homiletics preaching class that I want to share with you. Uh, he said, and I'm paraphrasing of course, he says that if you want to be a great orator or speaker or presenter, communicator, you do have to appreciate the importance of just sitting there and allowing your thoughts to get you to a point where you do actually have something to say. And of course, in those days, I was a lot younger. And when you're younger, you've got more energy, you've got more things that you think you have to do. And I thought to myself, uh, I don't know if I really buy into this thing. Um, but now that I'm getting older, got to be honest with you that I believe that that may have been one of the, the game changer uh, sentences that that particular professor shared with us um, that has really impacted how I lead. And here's what I'm actually saying. Uh, I think that great leaders are individuals that are not just moving around and making decisions, but I think the really good ones, they have figured out the importance of sitting there and just taking it all in. So let me also give you another example then. Because uh, maybe today's conversation will be riddled with examples. So years ago, um, when I used to go to the mall to hang out, as every uh, teenager would, um, this one particular mall that I used to go to, they had these uh, 3D um, portraits uh, that they had on display in the hallway area of the mall. And uh, some of my friends, uh, they would go to the mall and take a look at it and they'd be able to see that the longer you stand a certain distance away, a certain height, uh, you don't blink, whatever. Um, what will end up happening ultimately is, is that what you cannot see initially, it becomes uh, or it, it goes into focus the longer you're able to stand there. And the thing is, for those guys, and maybe they were not um, all over the place like I was, they had mastered the art of standing at different angles, different distances, and still being able to uh, see the, the image come to life. 
And it took me a little bit longer, right? Because I was a restless young guy and I'm always on the move and I always wanted to know what was going on next. And, and then one day it happened for me and nobody was in the mall. I was just there by myself. I was going to get something uh, to wear from the Gap store. And I passed the exact same store and I stood there just like they told me. And I stood there and I stood there. And then all of a sudden I was like, wow, so this is what they've been seeing all this time. And maybe the reason why I'm starting off our conversation this way is I think that as leaders, we have to celebrate individuals that have mastered the art of pushing and pulling. And what I mean by that is we know that as leaders, you will constantly have to facilitate in different conversations. We know that as leaders, people are constantly going to be asking for your opinion on things. As leaders, you're going to be doing the ki- uh, the vision casting. You're, you're going to be having to show individuals how to do specific things. And often, I think this is what causes the burnout, right? Because if you are a leader and you are leading well, it's not just that you're doing the, ex- the activity of leading, but you're also leading out of your passion and out of your drive. And if you have um, done it well, after a while, you're not just doing things, but you're doing it based on your mission, your vision, and your core value. And the more that you do is the more you realize, man, if I just tweak this a little bit more, if I tweak that a little bit more, then I might be able to have greater outcome. And maybe perhaps if I do this a little bit more then maybe those that I'm working with and leading, they may catch the vision and they might be able to uh, help do some of the heavy lifting. But here's what I have discovered. The reality is the good leaders, they have airmarked uh, quiet time. And when I say quiet time, it doesn't mean that there isn't something happening around you, right? Because different people are able to really um, think and pause and reflect and meditate. Uh, Some people need it with absolute silence. Other people can do it with some jazz music in the background. Some people go to the library and they sit down and they read. Or some people go for a walk and they've got their earphones in and their favorite song is on or their favorite group is there. Or other people walk with audio books and Amazon books and all these different types of books uh, that we often have access to. But the reality is... You have to find a way to step aside from what it is that you are generally doing as a leader or else you will not be able to see whether or not what you would like to happen is actually beginning to unfold. So here's how it becomes personal, right? So in these months where I'm trying to get my feet underneath me, uh, I have not been as active and central in my capacity as a leader. You know, everybody knows that um, Andre is somebody who's constantly in meetings and constantly having conversations and sending messages uh, via text message or email or even on WhatsApp. Let the church say amen. Well, no, we're not talking about the church, but what we are talking about is the reality that I generally am somebody who is often uh, front and center and and part of orchestrating and moving things along. But one of the things that I've discovered as I'm trying to get myself together is that I have not had the capacity uh, to do as much um, as I've you know, would do usually uh, to help my organization to move forward. And can I tell you, it has been a blessing. And it's been a blessing because number one, um, I have to say this out loud, I get to work with some really incredible, smart, intuitive um, individuals who 
are brighter than I am, smarter than I am. And during uh, this short break that I've taken in terms of level of involvement, I have noticed that their gifts um, have really um, been moved upward in terms of things that maybe I might have had my hand on before. Uh, once I moved my hand, it, things didn't uh, fall all over the place, but really it, it changed and it morphed. And it has become and is becoming something different than perhaps what I might have been thinking about conceptually, but really good work nonetheless. And so, of course, part of the reason why I'm endorsing this idea of just sitting there and doing absolutely nothing is because I'm not really saying that you're not absolutely doing anything at all. But what I am saying is, is that your doing looks a little bit different. When you're able to sit there and uh, not have your hand on the pulse of everything that's going on, it allows you to see whether or not what you had in mind, whether or not that is what it is becoming. And that's tough, right? Because as leaders, we are often very creative, whether or not we are phlegmatic or melancholy, whether, you, whether or not you're high energy or low energy, whether you're a people person or you're not. The reality is that in your mind, you often can see it so clearly, like, you know, we need to do this and we need to do that. And if we would just tweak a little bit there and tweak a little bit here, then long term, we will be able to see this type of thing uh, develop. But the moment that you kind of move from idea to implementation, here's the other reality. The more you move is the less you are taking in. And if you're like me, there have been times where you have specific projects that need to be completed, things that have a definite uh, timeline attached to it. And as you are moving and, and, and becoming <clears throat> fully engrossed in doing whatever that thing looks like, if you're like me, there have, time, there have been times where you, you, know, you lose track of what it is that you're trying to do because you're so focused on doing the next major activity. So by sitting down, um, yes, it, it, it allows others to grow in their leadership and their support of what you are doing as you support them as well. Um, but it also allows you to see this thing for what it really is. And here's what I've also discovered, that when other people have the capacity to step in because you're not there, because you're sitting down, and it doesn't always have to be health-related, but you're sitting there and trying to figure out what my next steps are, people have a way of creating uh, some of their own ideas that may not necessarily look like your ideas, but nonetheless, it does help them to support what it is that you are trying to do. And this is tough, right? Because sometimes as leaders, the reason why I think we uh, let go, don't let go of things and we often have our hands on a lot of things is because uh, there's a little bit of an ego thing there, right? So you want to be able to say, this is my baby. And I not only um, Im impregnated this baby, I'm also responsible for uh, delivering the baby. But the reality is you don't have to be there from conception uh, to delivery, Right. Like the, the, the point is, is that you have something that you would like to do and you have it in mind and you have to make sure that it happens and happens well. But the process in terms of how do we actually move it from idea to implementation, if your hands are over everything, then that's too much of you. 
Because no matter how good you are to the organization and no matter how many things you do that people really enjoy about your leadership, there is going to come a day that you are going to have to step aside for whatever the reason may be. And there will have to be a new gatekeeper, a new light bearer, a new leader, a new manager, a new team lead that is going to have to take whatever it is that you are doing and either make it their own or change direction or create some nuances in between, which may even catapult it and bring it to an even higher height. So sitting down, I think, allows for you to move away from being subjective and perhaps uh, redefining what it means to be objective, what it means to support others. And here's the thing. Um, I've also seen whereby that by sitting there, when somebody else uh, gives the input or they be become involved in what it is that you've been doing, it also clears the table for you uh, to take a look at some other things that you may need to do as part of this process. So let me explain what I mean. Whenever we as leaders have an idea in mind, we are so focused on finishing that assignment that if we are not careful, we will fulfill finishing the assignment, but here's what happens. As you finish the assignment, because you've been so focused just on that one thing, there's a little bit of a lull. And when I say a lull, there's a little bit of a gap between the objective that you hoped to complete and what it is that you are now going to continue to do. Because that's the beauty about having a vision statement, right? If your vision statement is what it needs to be, it's so big that you should never actually complete it. Because if you have completed it, then that means you probably have a perfect organization. And we know that nobody has a perfect organization. But also, number two, if you complete that thing and there's nothing else to do, more than likely you need to pack up your business, shut it down, and start something else. Because here's the other thing that I'm discovering as I'm on this journey of leadership is the longer you live, you realize that you may have had an idea that would have been relevant for 1990 or 2000 or 2010, 2020. But by the time you get to 2023 and the marketplace is shifting and new technology is being discovered and implemented, as you get older and you have a different perspective about life and uh, the contribution that you would like to make to the organization, if time happens and life happens long enough, what you will discover is after a while, you will have to make a shift. And so sitting there allows for you to be humble enough to reflect on what you've been doing, um, also allow other people to get their hands dirty, but it also allows for you to reinvent who you are and what it is that you've got to bring to the table. And I've always said this, and not everybody agrees with me, and I'm okay with this, but when I look at politics, and I promise you, this is nothing against uh, the seniors or the older uh, part of our uh, community, the older individuals, people that are a part of our community. Uh, I'm all about um, the wisdom of the elders. Um, but if our elders are the only voices that you continuously hear, uh, then at times your organization and your leadership can be dwarfed because no one person can know everything. 
you know, the other day I had to do this thing on my computer, and it's not something that I'm overly uh, familiar with. I had to do some YouTubing and figure some things out and download some things. And this thing took me, like, longer than I would have liked it to been to have been. It's not necessarily a big deal. It's not a major thing at all, but it is something that I had to get done. And in sitting there, I thought to myself, wow, as much as I would like to think that I know enough about technology to navigate some things, um, when I was sitting there trying to figure this thing out, I was like, oh my goodness, if I was to ask my nine-year-old son who will be 10 soon, how do you do this thing or that thing? I promise you, he probably would have been able to pick the laptop up, go online, download an app, click something else, find a YouTube video, and then boom, be finished in 10 minutes. But for me, it took more than an hour to take care of this thing because even though I'd like to feel as though I'm a cutting elite cutting edge leader who knows how to get things done, there are some things that are no longer in my purview because the technology is no longer a part of my generation. And here's the thing, I could, right, spend my time trying to figure out everything so that I know how to do all things or what I can do is find some individuals who can do what I'm trying to do. And all I have to do is say, here's what I'd like to do. Is it possible? Can you make it happen? And what am I doing in that moment? I'm mentoring. I'm sharing the weight with that person. I'm also partnering so that now we become transgenerational, right? So I may not necessarily be good with the computer aspect of things, but I still do know how to use pen to paper. And if I merge your technology and your computers, your tablets with my pen and paper, the technology might change, but the principle of what we are trying to do, that is still going to happen. So as leaders, I want to encourage us to not feel bad for taking a little bit of time to reflect. Because while you are reflecting, it doesn't mean that you're not moving. It doesn't mean that you're not active. It just means that when you start moving again, you shouldn't be moving the same kind of way because you've taken the time to really rediscover and replot and perhaps even redefine how you get to the, the desired end. And that's why it's good to collaborate, right? So one of the C's that we use in our four or five C's rather is the word collaborate because the more that we collaborate with other individuals, what we will find is after a while, uh, there will be times where you'll be at the dry erase board or the blackboard, the, uh, the chalkboard or the smart device board, right? At some point, you're going to be up front and you're going to be writing things and typing things. But then be okay with like sitting back a little bit and allowing somebody else who's got a different energy, a different level of education and or experience to pour into it. Because the other thing that I've also come to know throughout the years is that when you as a leader have those moments where you're able to not talk, it doesn't mean that the room goes quiet. It just means that there's a different emerging voice that comes out that doesn't sound like yours, doesn't process like the way that you do, but they're still contributing to the overall conversation. So go ahead, free yourself, right? I mean... You know, we often tag this thing to when I go on vacation, that's where I'm going to sit down and do absolutely nothing. No, you've got to do absolutely nothing in the space that you are leading. 
And here's the other thing. People are always watching you, right? No matter what you do, no matter who you are, no matter whether or not people like how you lead or they despise how you lead, people are constantly evaluating what are the various things that you do as a leader to have the kind of cutting edge that you have. And don't be selfish with it, right? Don't wait until you get home where no one can see you. Let those that work with you that you're working with as well, let them come into your office and see you with the light out or the light on or your earphones on or your earbuds on. Let them see you listening to some music. Let them see you listening to an audio book. And when they say to you, what are you doing? It's 12 o'clock in the afternoon. The office is going crazy. There's a project that has to be finished in two weeks or two months from now. How have you found time to just sit there and do absolutely nothing? And when they come that way, do me a favor. Let them know that part of the reason why you've become as effective as you are now is because you've learned how to sit there and physically do nothing while your mind is doing the work and other people are supporting you. I think people that sit down and they build all of this kind of quiet time, this non-physical movement time, I think that these leaders are on to something because they've discovered that you can't constantly be moving and be objective. Sometimes you've got to sit there and pause and reflect and define and collaborate and read more and get some additional education. Do whatever you have to do. Speak to individuals that have already been there. I don't care what you have to do, but don't discount the value of just sitting there because it's in those quiet moments where you may discover the clarity that is required to get you to the next leg and uh, journey that is required for the work that you've got to do. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. If you haven't already, please make sure you like, subscribe, and share this with somebody who needs to hear this thing. You don't always have to be on the go. There are times where you can just sit there and you're still going to be just as effective because if you can train your mind to relax and train your body to relax, then I promise you, you're going to come with something a whole lot better. If you'd like me to come out and talk to your organization, please send me an email at bstlinc21 at gmail.com. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. And please, if you're a worker like I am, find some time to sit down because I promise you, once you stand again, you'll have more to offer. Hope to see you guys next week. Take care for now. My name's Andre. I'm both host and founder of BSTL. And what does it stand for? Building something that lasts. And sometimes building means you just have to be still. Take care for now.